Everybody comfortable? Cell phones off, right? Okay, here we go. Welcome. Come on in. We gotta get this dog off the street because it's kidnapped from a maniac. Dandy. To the Every Movie Ever podcast. I do not want that image in my head. Two. What's it called? Seven psychopaths. You're not pulling yourself together, are you? Doesn't make any sense. Too bad. I know you said the following episode contains spoilers. You gonna cry? Put your hands up. No. But I've got a gun. I don't care. That's the best we're gonna get, and I think it could work, don't you? We all kind of dream, don't we? Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Every Movie Ever podcast. My name is Ben Groves. And my name is Rob McFarlane. How are we doing today? I am marginally more full of beans now that I've sitting, now that I've, now, <laughs> now that I'm <laughs> now sitting, that I work good. <laughs> now that I speak well. Yes, nice. Good speak. Good speech. I'm doing all right, mate. How are you? Very well. Uh, to, to, uh, we're recording this on Saturday night, which is my Friday night because I get Mondays, uh, I get Sundays and Mondays off. Sure. Um, so I've walked about 80 miles this week, my new job. It mm-hmm. feels like my balls have relocated to the soles of my feet and every step I take is painful. But I've had a really good week. I've learned loads. I've served <laughs> loads of people and I'm feeling really good about my new job. I'm, I'm, I'm in a good spot. I'm in a good place. And Good. We're we, you know we're doing a uh, a good movie so we're doing loads of good movies MonsterVerse we're on, the, on, a on fucking, the other side we're on a yeah, roll we're on a fucking great movie roll at the minute man this was a this was two real good interlocking series that we chose different but yeah the Martin McDonough ones I'm not gonna lie right mm-hmm. I saw this one in the cinema mm-hmm. and I was like yeah it's pretty funny yeah. I haven't watched it since <laughs> <laughs> and then I haven't seen. Yeah. I haven't seen any of his... No, I saw three billboards, but I think I saw that by accident because yeah. I thought it was something right. else. But I enjoyed it. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then we did In Bruges mm-hmm. the other day. I That was my first watch. I enjoyed that. Yep. I, I was a little bit worried that because mm-hmm. I know you, I thought mm-hmm. this was going to be a bit wordy. Mm-hmm. I thought you were going to choose like a bit of, you know, like, oh, we'll do yeah. a wordy run because you want to do mm-hmm. fucking stomping yeah, yeah. lizards and monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> so, stompy, stompy lizard, monkey man. Yeah. And Shakespearean adaptations. No, yeah, no, no, no. I mean, no. Martin, Martin shit, McDonough no. is better than that. He He's keenly aware of the wordiness of his work and fights to combat it. And that's what this film specifically is is very keenly about <laughs> i think that he kind of doesn't combat it he does it in a way where it's just sort of like look <laughs> i know it's wordy but he does it he says that in like four paragraphs yeah and that's what makes it funny <laughs> yeah. because he's really yeah. wordy about knowing yeah. he's really wordy yeah i appreciate it i i approve of this so for the benefit of of uh, the people who clicked on an episode without reading the title or the link of what they were clicking on uh, today's episode, surprise, is Seven Psychopaths, uh, the 2012 black comedy. It's Martin McDonough. It's going to be a black comedy um, about him trying to write a sequel to In Bruges, basically. <laughs> yeah. In Bruges came out. It was widely, widely hailed as some of the greatest writing of, of the generation. <laughs> and then they went, do it again. And he went, what? <laughs> yeah, go on. What's the next one? <laughs> hmm. And he had a title for it, which was Seven Psychopaths. And that was it. And so the film follows a fictional writer played by Colin Farrell called Marty. Or Martin Freeman. (laughs) Which I thought was hilarious. It's fucking brilliant. (laughs) Um, uh, Trying to write a a script uh, and he then gets caught up with some gangland beef when his best mate kidnaps the wrong dog. His best mate, uh, Billy, is uh, played by Sam, the ever brilliant Sam Rockwell. Incredible actor. Billy has got a little side business going with his elderly mate Hans, played by fucking Christopher Walken, like mm-hmm. a don, mm-hmm. where they um, they borrow dogs. They kidnap dogs from the park, and they wait until the reward is posted, and then they return the dog to the original owner and pocket the reward money. Unfortunately, they, um, they happen to kidnap Charlie's dog, mm. uh, and Charlie is a fucking incredibly psychopathic gangster who loves nothing 
but that dog. Yeah. And we'll stop at nothing to get that dog back. And what happens next is essentially <laughs> every character, minus the antagonist, debating about how this fictional film should end. And every time <laughs> the writer agrees with them, guess what happens next in the film? <laughs> yeah. It's a film about writing a film where the characters write the film you're watching and you get to see them write the film you're watching. It is meta as fuck and has some incredibly funny moments in it. It wasn't as funny as in Bruges. No. It was It was as funny as in Bruges, but it was a different kind of funny to in Bruges because this one is... It's lighter. Is it though? It's not as desperately sad. I don't think... Yeah, okay. Yeah, you are right in that. It's not... The, the main antagonists aren't as desperately sad. <laughs> he is, however a raging alcoholic that's struggling to hold <laughs> literally anything together. <laughs> like, watching it from a sober perspective is just sort of yeah. like, oh, my days. Yeah. Him waking up on his mate's sofa being like, what the fuck am I doing here? And he's like... <laughs> Did you not remember you had a massive argument with your girlfriend? Yeah. He's like, no, I didn't. No. He has to ring his girlfriend and hear her tell him to fuck off before he's like... Okay, yeah, no, you're right. I probably did have a massive argument with my girlfriend. Dude, the amount of times I woke up somewhere mm. and was just sort of like, why the fuck am I here? <laughs> <laughs> so, like, half of this movie is like, Haha, what a goof. And the other half yeah. is like, Haha, that's really close to the bone. <laughs> I remember waking up once in, I went out with a DJ that I used to sound engineer for, and I woke up the next, I'm going to say morning. I think, yeah, it was morning. Mm-hmm. on a leather sofa and I immediately noticed that because I had my hair blue at the time mm-hmm. no it was red at the time I woke up I'd woken up on this white leather sofa and my hair dye had leached into the leather on the arm of the sofa I then looked across to the coffee table where there was a brick of what one can only assume was cocaine right and a submachine gun <laughs> wow just on the table I had no idea where I was. Excellent. Or where my stuff was. So I just got Mm -hmm. the clothes on that I could find and my bag. Put the gun in your pocket. No. Took the cocaine in the other pocket. Backed away. (laughs) And then became London's kingpin. No, because I was like. For like 16 hours. I I shit you not. I was incredibly hungover and terrified because I was like, I would like to take that brick of cocaine. But I can't remember if I told them my name and address. And knowing me, I probably told them my name, address, full life story and where I worked. Yeah, I guess so. I do know you quite well. (laughs) If I take this brick, I'm going to end up getting the bullets in that gun, but in a way that I would rather not. (laughs) Yeah, to be fair. (laughs) Fun story, though. Fun story. Fun story. But what's fascinating is both of us having had our times. Mm -hmm. By times, you mean... Raging, <laughs> raging benders, yeah, yeah, raging benders. Okay, yeah, cool, cool, yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. Um, both of us having had our times, uh, both of us being creative our entire lives. You're one of the best drummers I've ever known. Thank I, you. I tampered with music for a while. Um, did all right. I did all right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but this this film's sort of central core, the skeleton of this film, is a friendship between two people. One of whom is a bit more impulsive and a bit braver than the other. One mm-hmm. of whom, who and funnier than the other. One of whom is a little bit wordy and insecure. <laughs> like, the parallels <laughs> I kept seeing in this film. But the one that I saw you in kept swapping. Same, same It here. was bizarre. I was, I, saw, I was like, Billy would do something, and I was like, ah, that's so Ben. And then yeah. Marty would do something, and I'd be like, ah, that's so Ben. And then I didn't, I wasn't like, ha, that's so me. I was like, so... As this movie played out, I saw you're introduced to each psychopath. You are one by moment one. by moment, um, and it's through either the story being told by that psychopath, yep, or uh, a story that is half remembered from a drunken rage. Mm. So, re- <laughs> so, just quickly for those of you that haven't seen it, the reason we meet these psychopaths is some of our central characters turn out to be among the seven of the psychopaths in the title. Yeah, but um, Billy, the impulsive, mental, funny best mate, puts an advert in the LA Weekly. Yeah, saying if you're a psychopath, ring my mate. <laughs> Here's his mobile number. He's yeah, yeah, writing yeah. a film. He'd love to hear your story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's essentially it. It's fucking wicked. And then he puts his address on there as well. 
because <laughs> um, Tom Waits just rocks up to his fucking house and sitting on a sitting on the wall <laughs> with a white rabbit. I mean, like, yeah, I'm a psychopath, and and you, I hear you wanted my story. It's fucking yeah. excellent. Um, so as we're introduced to these psychopaths one by one, mm. all thanks to Billy. Uh, who is the sweetest psychopath, by the way? He's the for, kindest. He just kindest wants his mate to do well. I've He's seen like, my mate's a really cinema. good writer. I just want him to do his movie. I want him mm-hmm. to stay sober so we can get his movie done. I'm going to help him out. And he does it in the weirdest fucking ways and the most, <laughs> the most effective ways because he's just sort of like. He does rather than says. And I've got yes. nothing but respect for that. So when I was watching this unfold and I was like. <laughs> Seeing different things from different psychopaths. Every single psychopath has got something yeah. that relates to. Uh, I was pulling out stuff that related to you. Yeah, yeah. And I was pulling out stuff that related to you. <laughs> yeah. So I'd see stuff from. Uh, I mean, Marty's technically not one of the psychopaths, no. although he is the psychopath in the entire movie <laughs> because he's fucking mental. Yes. Um. So the seven psychopaths, I'd see like a different trait, and I'd be like, "Oh, that's kind of like Rob." Oh God, like what? Um. So the. Uh, the Jack of Diamonds. Is it Jack of mm. Diamonds? Jack of Diamonds killer. The Jack of Diamonds killer has the morality to only kill mid to high level <laughs> members of the American Italian crime syndicates. Or Yakuza. Or Yakuza, right? <laughs> and it's it has to be mid to high ranking because mm. it's like low levels, I'm not going to get anything done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no point me hitting the low levels. It's not going to make it. it. You mm-hmm. know, t- there'll be a replacement in there in a week. What he does is he tries to tackle them at like the fucking pelvis. <laughs> if the if the American Italian crime syndicate was like a mannequin, he mm. tries to take out the hips so that it really <laughs> fucking struggles to stay standing yeah. upright, right? Yeah. And I was thinking when Rob does anything... Yeah. He will just ignore the low, like, little waffle bits and go, well, <laughs> I'll just go for the jugular because that's what matters. <laughs> so I saw you in that. Then right. in Woody Harrelson, who <laughs> is upset, he's the in villain. love with his dog. Yeah, he's like the main, main, like, bad <laughs> yeah, dude, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he loves his dog more mm. than anything mm-hmm. and will literally murder the dog walker <laughs> even though she's like a high school kid yeah. <laughs> he's trying to shoot her in the face his gun jams this is the this is the moment that i saw you in him though because when his gun jams he's got his gun like in her face trying to shoot her and then it's just clicking click click and he's click. like oh god's sake and he he Get, he hands the gun over to one of his henchmen to fix it, and then he apologizes to the person that he's trying to shoot for wasting her time. And I was like, so he's super polite, and he's very conscious of the fact that it's rude to waste someone's time. That's where I saw you in Woody Harrelson, because okay, I was like, okay. if Rob wastes my time, he's very, he's very, very apologetic about it. He's also very conscious about doing it, even in the worst fucking possible ways. <laughs> I remember one time at a party you took me to where you were like, do you want a line? And I was like, yes. And then we go into your room and it took you a little bit longer to find the stash. And then you were like, I'm dreadfully sorry about this. I'm like, buddy, you are giving me free drugs. Please do not apologize. It's fine. Unless you have just not specified a price as of yet. In which case, get fucked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the price was at some point you'd have to end up co-hosting a podcast. with me. Yeah. And then, I, d- I don't know, man. There's little bits throughout the whole movie that sort of like, mm. you know, different psychopaths appeal to different people. My main takeaway from this entire fucking thing is, though, is right. how beautiful Billy is to yeah. A, want to help out his best friend to a point yeah. of willing to A, become a murdering psychopath called the Jack of Diamonds who goes around just so we can pitch it. To, yeah, yeah. Just so we can pitch it for his movie. Mm. Oh, I've got a psychopath idea for you. Shows him like a fucking news article. So he's been <laughs> out doing this long enough for it to gain. National Correct. news, yeah. right? Yeah. And he's like, look, this guy, he, he's a serial killer that only mm. kills mid to high ranking members <laughs> of the American. Of the, yeah, the Italian-American <laughs> crime syndicates. That's, you know, like, that's a classic. And he's mm. like, that's a fucking, that's a great. That's a fucking great psych- psychopath. That's a great psychopath. I'm not going to do it's... the Italian accent either. I tried. <laughs> but then also Billy does it in this movie where he's like, oh, oi, did oi, did oi. <laughs> and it's fucking amazing. But when it's I was watching so it, I was like, Oh my god, that was me it's in Bruges. Yeah, that's that was exactly me in Bruges. it. Okay, I I saw so much of you in Billy. It was it was worrying because how because though? Because he's quite erratic. You are without a doubt. You are clinically. You are problematically kind. 
<laughs> I don't <laughs> I don't know how to take that. <laughs> you are you Thank are you? so incredibly kind. Like if if something if you are working for minimum wage and you see a gift that you know somebody would like uh-huh. and it costs 140 quid, you don't think that's two and a half days of my life that I have to work to earn that gift. You're like, oh, yeah, bought it. If I, somebody... li- I did that yesterday, though, to be fair. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> I did, I'm, I'm working minimum wage, but I literally I saw mm-hmm. I saw a gift for you for Christmas <laughs> and, <laughs> and was like, oh, I'll just get myself one of these. And then... Yep. Oh no, Rob would like this too. So doubled it and then spent like $150 on two VHS cassettes. <laughs> but, but they're going to be cool as fuck though. They're going to be cool as fuck. Right, but that's the thing. You think in those terms. You don't think you your you on your list of priorities is always last, right? Sure. The, the 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 dog dad that you are, the partner that you are, the family member that you are, the friend that you are unparalleled the 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 levels of kindness you will go to right i wouldn't put it past you to do half the shit that billy does in terms of kindness you're also the sort of guy (laughs) (laughs) to go note to self don't burn the neighbor's flag (laughs) yeah right and then burn their flag (laughs) don't because that scene really got to me because i was literally just sort of like if so if i sat there Mm-hmm. A, his math is shit because he says I yep. sat here from 7 a.m. until 7 p.m. watching my flag. That's 11 hours. And I was like, <laughs> fuck, it took me so long to click. I yeah. had to, I've watched this twice through mm-hmm. and I only clicked on the second time through that that was wrong. <laughs> so the first time through, I was like, yep, that's a long ass time to watch that flag. Not. But I, I think the cleverness of this film and I think the difference in this film from In Bruges is In Bruges is a tight, really tightly written, hyper focused film. Mm-hmm. about guilt, morality, and... Three hitmen trying to... Th- fuck, th- three hit... Like, yeah, yeah. Trying yeah. to three, just build a life. Three people in no position to talk about morality having to choose their own morality, <laughs> yeah. right? And then deciding that when the others don't abide by what they've decided is right, punishing them, right? Yeah. Nobody's in a position to say shit about morals, but they all are. Yeah. This film is a much more like it's like McDonough's playground. It's loose, it's unfocused. And each of the yeah. characters are McDonough's a different voice in McDonough's internal dialogue, fighting for what they think the, the sequel to Imbrew should be, the follow-up should be. It's his indecision and it's his writing process mm-hmm. writ large. And each of the main characters, you've got Marty the writer, Billy is best mate, Hans the elderly dog kidnapper, who's who's a, a mate of Billy's. Mm-hmm. And Marty is obsessively intellectual and loves writing intellectual wordy script. Billy Sounds like is, someone I know. Right. You wordy bitch. Billy is all about <laughs> guns, guns, tits, fun, excitement, the physical rush of a movie. And then you've got Hans, who's all the spiritual aspects of the movie. You know, he's Mm -hmm. sort of concerned with his dead wife, the afterlife, Mm -hmm. the psychopath problem that he fixes, he fixes through spirituality. Yeah. And so you've sort of got these, each of the main characters of the movie representing a different facet of the the human creative experience. And it's, it's characters debating what they should be to each other and what film they should make. And it's messy and it's violent and it's all these sorts of things. And so it's a harder film to nail down because whereas in Bruges is like a fucking katana, this is like a fucking cloud. And it's it's just all these little bits. You can go, oh, that's great. That's great. That's great. And it's a it's a wonderful thing. But I think that's why there's so many moments that resonate and it mm. changes and morphs because... There's literally a scene, right, where Billy, they all go out to the desert to, to take peyote and hide out from the gangsters, ostensibly. Yes. And Marty the writer's like, I don't want my movie to end with a big shootout. You know, I, we sh- people just just talk. And so then the film goes to the desert and they just talk. And Billy's like, fuck this. There needs to be a big shootout. And he pitches this big shootout with mm-hmm. all of the fictional and the real psychopaths having a shootout in the graveyard. Someone's yep. fucking head explodes. And I'm watching him pitch this. The other characters are like, 
fuck me, this is awful. And as Billy's pitching it, I'm like... Hans is kind of like really sweetly staring at it. He's like giggling. <laughs> yeah. He's having a good time with it. He's like, bless him. He's putting his fucking heart and soul into <laughs> yeah, this. Yeah, 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 yeah. And when he asks for feedback, he's like, it's got good bits, man. And then it immediately cuts to them in the car bits. being like, it's so shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, no one's head explodes from a gunshot, do they? <laughs> yes, but if their when, head is made of explosives. <laughs> <laughs> when when Billy is pitching that that ending for the movie, yeah. I was sat there going, I know one person very well who would love <laughs> this ending of the film. I thought it was the perfect ending to a movie. I literally, <laughs> if there if there was a movie that came out that was just like called Shoot Out in a Cemetery, I'd be yeah. first in line to go watch it. Of course I would. <laughs> of course I would. It had everything that I love in movies. Betrayal, uh, guns. Yeah. Tits in the rain. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's got all the makings of a great movie. Yeah. Yeah. But then, but then when the way, the way the movie, there are things that happen at the end of this film. Yes. That are involving a dog giving a man a paw that are medically impossible. This is not going to pass the medically possible phase. Mm-hmm. But the reason they happen is because Billy says, no, this movie is going to end my way. Mm-hmm. And it does, and it's beautiful. It does. It's fucking wonderful. The thing is about Billy as well, right, is to ensure he knows that the wordy... Yeah. The, uh, mm. When Marty suggests that the characters should just go to the desert and talk for the rest of the movie, he was like, that is yeah. a shit movie. Like, that's <laughs> not fun for anyone. This is why, like, as yeah. they're acting it out within mm. this movie, he's yeah. got a bag of peyote, he's got a stolen dog, <laughs> He's got a fucking like fun hat and he's pitching all this crazy shit. Mm-hmm. And it's like, this is how it should go. Because he knows mm-hmm. that like the movie's going to be messy. Mm-hmm. And he's just enlisted LA's top psychopaths <laughs> to his best mate's house, right? And he knows that he's already involved the, Ameri- the American-Italian crime syndicate, as he yeah. keeps calling them, not the mafia. No, no. It's a no, key no, no, no. differential right there. Yeah. So he's included these guys. So it's already big and exciting for mm-hmm. the build-up. Like the first two acts of this movie, big and exciting. And it's, mm-hmm. oh, who done this? And they narrowly escape this. And, you know, mm-hmm. this, Ooh, that, the other. And he's like, the ending is going to be wank if it's just us sitting in the... Yeah. in the desert so what he so does, what does, he, is, does? Right, <laughs> he takes it on himself to <laughs> to set fire to the car and he do, no, them. it's it's not just that though <laughs> it's not just that though what he does is he he can see every logical mm. explanation for this ending the wordy way and he's like <laughs> in this movie mm-hmm. if we get to a point where yep. someone doesn't want to shoot out they're just going to drive home how do I stop Marty from writing that shit? I know what I'll do. I will blow up the car. Therefore, they're stuck here and then yep. cannot do that. They have yep. to have the shoot help. Yep. I've already phoned them and told them where we are. They're and on the way done here. Little labels on the guns for everyone. Exactly. But this is the thing, man. He's like, he every logical thing where you're like, well, you mm-hmm. just do this. Nah, he's taking care of it. Mm-hmm. He's like, no, Marty, even if this yeah. kills us, you're getting your fucking movie <laughs> and it's going to end my way because it's spectacular. And he was right. He was right, but so was Marty. And I think that's so where... So was Marty, McDo- that, but so was Hans. Yeah, and that's where McDonough is... McDonough sort of gives us a little peek behind the curtain. So when Billy's pitching the graveyard shootout, he's mm-hmm. like, Jack of Diamonds is in the, is in the shootout. Yeah, and he's there alone. He's not brought his guns because he's told the bad guy. And Marty goes, "Well, that's ridiculous. Why would he do that? He knows that this yeah. is the bad guy. Why would he trust him?" And so it's that sort of peek behind the curtain where we know that McDonough, as a writer, mm-hmm. is always second guessing the decisions that he's decided to make his characters make. He's going, yeah. he's trying to find the flaw in his own character's logic to make sure that at no point do people behave any other way than the viewer would behave. And this yeah. is true of this film, you know? This film is the characters stay true to who they are, what how they are written. They don't suddenly do something that's contrary to their nature, you know? The yeah, puzzle yeah, yeah. pieces are set from frame one, scene one, and then you just see how they tumble down, like a big plot pachinko. You know, he's set the puzzle pieces and uh-huh. then you see how they fall. What doesn't happen is one of them doesn't suddenly take an abrupt right angle halfway down the fucking pachinko board and make you feel cheated. Yeah, yeah. And that's what I love about him as a writer. There are some insane things that happen. Even little visual gags where like they're, they're in the desert and, and Billy goes, oh, perfect place for a shootout. 
And then there's a mm. sign on it that says no shooting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're, you're exactly right. It is fucking... The way that he's written this is kind of mental. Because mm. you pointing out that it's different aspects of himself sort of having the internal debate yeah. just makes me worried that someone needs to check Martin McDonough's basement <laughs> because there's a lot of psych- psychopathy. Psych- yeah, psych- yeah, there's yeah, a lot yeah. of mental there. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. There's a lot who's of your, mental who's, there. Who's your favourite psychopath? Oh, okay. My favorite psychopath is yep. Zachariah. Really? The the Quaker? No, the Quaker's no, wait, hands. Oh, the Quaker's hands, yeah. Zachariah is Tom Waits. He's the Tom serial Waits. killer, yeah, yeah, serial yeah. killer. Yeah, he's the serial killer, serial killer. Yeah. Who just he's... wants to find his wife and is giving his story to Marty in exchange for there being a number at the end. He keeps a white rabbit with him to remember the moment that he lost his wife. He was yeah. the moment he lost his wife in 1975. <laughs> he was holding a white rabbit. So now he's on like to rabbit this eight. day. He carries a white rabbit around <laughs> with him as almost like a symbol of not wanting to let go. And it is the most mm. beautiful thing I've ever seen. Not only that, I love the fact that he met his wife <laughs> mm-hmm. when she was half dead chained Mm -hmm. in a basement with two corpses Mm -hmm. and their first activity together some Mm -hmm. might call it a first date is he (laughs) freed her from the chains Mm -hmm. and then they both string a judge up by the neck yeah murdered her captor as a first date fucking brilliant and then they decide to go on a serial killer serial killer tour around the states i love it who was your favorite psycho I'll tell you, but just while we're on the subject of Zachariah, because I don't, I don't want to swing back around to him, and I think this is a really, this is a stunningly brilliant piece of writing. Okay. This is a film about a film, right? The film sure. ends, and Zachariah has a post-credit scene mm-hmm. where he rings Marty, right? Yeah. And he goes, I only gave you my story on the understanding that you would put my phone number at the end. Mm-hmm. So that my ex-wife could find me. Yeah. And you promised on your life that you would do that. And I've just watched your fucking film and my number's not in there. So mm-hmm. you know what's going to happen now. I'm going to be over at yours on Tuesday yeah. to, to kill you. <laughs> and Marty, he's completely different. Obviously, he's been through a lot, right? Yes, he's been but through he's, a lot. He's, he's just lost everyone. Of course. But, but he finished his film. He finished his film. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. The film is finished. Mm-hmm. So Marty's arc is finished. Yeah, Marty's Marty's need to be there is mm-hmm. finished, and he's now not of any use. Marty no longer has a purpose oh, because shit. the film is over. So when Zachariah rings him to instigate more plot, Marty's got nothing. He's just like, "Yeah, I'll be here." Yeah, I'm doing nothing on Tuesday. I'm doing nothing. <laughs> yeah. And of course he's doing nothing because he's a character in a oh, film that's just ended. shit, man. I didn't even put that together. <laughs> that's fucking awesome. Right? That's and so Tom so Waits is like, good. Tom Waits is like, well, Tuesday doesn't work for me anymore. Um, let I'll, me get back I'm, to I'll you. Come around, let me get back to you. And, and Marty says, yeah, I'll be here. And Tom Waits, Zachariah says, yes, I know you will be mm. because he knows that the film is over and Marty's going to stay there forever. That's fucking nutty. I didn't even put that together. You know, I didn't even put that together. That's fucking, that's awesome though, man. Every, every last line in a Martin McDonough film is a beautiful, beautiful moment. You've got the, uh, the last line of In Bruges, I really hoped I wouldn't die. Mm-hmm. You've got this one. Yes, I know you'll still be there. Mm-hmm. Oh, and to, to have God himself, Tom Waits, Deliver that. Dude, don't, because I, I I freak out about anything to do with Tom Waits. <laughs> like, I'm legitimately like... I think when I meet Tom Waits, that's going to be, like, peak. Yeah, I don't yeah. think that life will get any better than that. Like, no, no, I, I mean that sincerely is, as well. Like, you'll meet Tom Waits, and then yeah. your film will be over, and you'll just stay wherever you are. <laughs> and oh, someone God. will go, do you want to do anything? And you're like, nah. No, what's the point? Game's completed. I've achieved everything. I've met my end boss. Yeah, yeah. I've 100%ed Done. this game. Yeah. Just take I've the just disc got the out. platinum trophy. Just fucking, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know, do whatever. You go do you. I'm going to sit here in my own filth yeah. for the rest of my life yeah, yeah. and die in about yeah. two weeks. 
Nah, man, go the Snoop Dogg route. Snoop Dogg platinum trophied his career and is now just doing side quests. Uh, you want me to sell some takeaways? Yeah, sure. You want me to present a gaming contest? Yeah, sure. You want me to do a sports commentary with Kevin Hart? Yeah, sure. Like, he's just going Don't back and doing all the... Don't forget the Justy advert. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the that's... first one I went with. To sell oh, some takeaway. Sorry. Oh, yeah, that makes more sense now. All right. Yeah, I'll up. I was just thought I, I thought you meant like he had a restaurant, like a takeout <laughs> joint or something. I was he like, he probably does. He probably does. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Snoop soups. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my oh. favorite psychopath. Is, my favorite psychopath is Charlie. It's just, it's just which his, one's Charlie? The villain, Woody Harrelson. Oh shit! Yeah. Okay. 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 It's it's the fact that he gets you know he gets shot in the spine. You know, no, uh, he was or, aiming for the spine. He didn't get the spine. I think he oh, got he a flesh wound his... near his, yeah, his yeah, side. Yeah. That whole encounter where he's he's <laughs> he's trying to get his dog back, and it's clear that he doesn't give a shit about anyone. What he gives a shit uh, about yeah. is his dog. Because I really struggle to see. Dog. Yeah, I struggled to see how he was a psychopath. For the first watch through, I was just sort of mm-hmm. like, maybe they're just calling him a psychopath. Mm. To like have it fit in. So but how do you if, how if, how do you define a psychopath? Because I think you're on the spectrum of psychopathy. I have a I have a bit after this that we're going to come back to. Right. Okay. <laughs> right. But I don't know how to define it. I don't know what like what it is. I've read books on it. Like mm-hmm. I've seen shows on it yeah, and yeah. stuff. I so so I, the, so so for those that don't know at all and think it's just somebody that goes around killing people, it's not. Yeah, it's not. There that, are but that's hundreds the thing, of thousands of very successful, functional psychopaths who don't murder at all. It's just a la- It's an inability to feel um, emotional connection to other people. Oh, I'm right? fucked then, aren't I? <laughs> yes. I don't fucking understand emotions in the yeah. slightest. Like I really, yeah. really struggle with emotions. Yeah. This is why I think you're on the spectrum. Now, it doesn't make you a bad person. But it's about Thanks for clearing that one up. <laughs> <laughs> Psychopathy by default does not by default make you a bad person. CEOs, there's a huge number of it's the statistical it's myth. prevalence of psychopathy myth. in CEOs is huge. It's a myth. Why? There was a study done recently that was that did hold true for a long, long time. Right. I know the study that you're on about, but recently yeah, yeah. I only found this out because I thought, oh, this might be funny. Mm-hmm. What about if on the podcast about psychopaths, mm-hmm. we do a test to find out whether we're psychopaths? Oh, I'm well up for that. So I'm well I, up for that. Yeah, good. Because I tested it and right. didn't like my results. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so now <laughs> I need to I need to get you in on it shortly. Right. But the, there's a little there's a little thing at the bottom that says um, it's a it's a common myth that CEOs right. and people of power are uh, oh. psychopaths. There's no general link anymore. Right, because okay. I think it's a lot more non-psychopaths are doing really well for themselves now. Maybe yeah, yeah, it was yeah. true at one point, but then yeah, everyone yeah. else is kind of like caught up. Then we invented HR how... departments. <laughs> <laughs> then we invented screening our interviewees. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever skinned a mice alive? It's been fantastic meeting you. Um, we'll be sure to get in touch, sir. Mm-hmm. What's your opinion on Morris Day and the time? <laughs> <laughs> What's your opinion on Phil Collins? (laughs) Um, So yeah, that whole thing happened. The whole Charlie thing, I struggled to see I was a psychopath for a while because if someone kidnaps my dog, I don't see how any of his stuff is overreacting. No, it's not the relationship with the dog and him no, overreacting. No, that's, that's the that. only bit of him that I understood. The rest of it, I was like, he doesn't seem like a psychopath to me. He just seems like a dude who's <laughs> upset about losing his dog. Because yes. the set, if it literally, just talking about mm-hmm. it, little rage bubble that's going. Mm. So if anyone ever stole Roxy mm-hmm. and then fucking disappeared with her, I mm-hmm. don't know how I'd just be able to like go to sleep or go to work. It would be yeah. like pure fucking vengeance mission, finding out who they are <laughs> and then breaking toes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think Charlie is a psychopath because um, Billy, the impulsive mm-hmm. uh, mate of Marty the writer, mm-hmm. intentionally steals Charlie's dog. Yeah. He intentionally steals his dog because he's dating Charlie's girlfriend behind Charlie's <laughs> back. Right? <laughs> yeah. And she at no point is valued by either of them. No. Except for how they make she makes them look, right? So when when <laughs> when she when she finds out that Billy has kidnapped the dog and goes to tell Charlie, the mm-hmm. the, the fucking medium 
ranking member of the uh, American Crime Syndicate. Yeah. Billy just shoots her in the stomach without, yeah. you know, and then just goes and then calls the ambulance and says, don't say I never do anything for you. Yeah. Completely unfazed. Absolute psychopath. Now, Charlie isn't upset that she's hurt. Isn't no. upset that she's dead. No. He's upset that he's lost a trophy girlfriend. Yes. Right? <laughs> he's upset how he now looks worse because he's not been a right. <laughs> okay. Let me clarify. Let me clarify. I saw that bit being fucked right. up. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. that bit, I was just like, like, this guy's an asshole. Right? There's tons mm-hmm. of people that are out there doing this whole shit. They're like, mm-hmm. they date for looks or mm-hmm. status or whatever comes with it. And it's just, yeah. it is what it is. I struggle with the rest of him because I'm just agreeing with half the shit that's going on. He's just sort of like, yeah. he's hunting down his dog nappers and he's literally yeah. like, I'm going to shoot him in the fucking face. Mm-hmm. Because that would be like the immediate reaction if anyone ever stole your yeah. fucking dog. You but, know what I mean? But but this is why McDonough is my number one writing waifu is because every character in this film has a pro and a Hold con. Hold on. Do you know what's just clicked? Like literally just this second clicked. Right. Hans reads... Uh, he reads Marty's script mm-hmm. and he says, your women characters are awful. Yes. All the women I know can string a sentence together mm-hmm. and all of the women in your script either get shot or stabbed. Yes. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> so that just clicked. the woman, the girlfriend... <laughs> gets shot. Yes. Gets shot. Yes, because the script Hans is holding is the script of the it's film we're watching. fucking... I can't believe that that didn't click <laughs> up until right now because she is a horribly written character. She's yes. terrible. She barely says yes. anything. And then yes. she just gets shot in the fucking stomach. Yes. Every woman character in this film gets shot or stabbed. Does his missus get stabbed? She disappears though, doesn't she? Who's missus? Uh, what's her name? Hans. No. No, Hans' missus gets shot. <laughs> yeah. But, but she was written really well, I think. She has yeah, some good but lines. then immediately dies. Yeah, I guess. She's and she's she she exists in this film. The woman exists to give the male character motivation. Oh, I guess. Yeah, that is exactly. You see what it. I mean? Yeah. But yeah, how okay. much of a gangster scriptwriter do you have to be to intentionally poorly write characters to make a point about bad writing in and then your call own yourself film? out about it? Yes. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's pretty fucking good, man. That is pretty good. But what about Marty's missus? Um, she goes down in a hail of bullets. That's the last we see in Billy's imaginary. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's not in the film after that. As <laughs> yeah, far as yeah, Billy's yeah. concerned, she's dead. Yeah, as yeah. far as the because script... that's that's the compromise they find. Billy doesn't right. like her, so she's not in the film. Okay, I love that and in Hans Billy's never vision as well. She just doesn't have a bra on. It's in the rain, and she's in a white t-shirt, and that's how he pictures Marty's girlfriend. He's like, no, this is how she'll die. She'll die with tits out in the rain, being shot to shit, and then her head comes up. <laughs> It's incredible. Uh, right, I, are you my, ready my, for this? Yeah, okay. Test me. Because I want to do I want to do a psycho uh, we're gonna do a psychopath test right now, right? So I found this mm-hmm. one online. Uh I've done this and it came mm-hmm. back telling me that I am ninety-seven percent my score is ninety-seven percent higher than the average score of a mm. male my age should be. Right. It also comes with a downloadable link <laughs> for for a, a like a form to present to a medical professional where wow. it's like you should you should call a doctor yeah you should call a doctor wow. you should okay, do this. Yeah. now what I'm, what I'm, I'm thinking, not surprised i'm not surprised yeah. <laughs> you are a lovely kind Shut man up, no 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 but I, it's not meant as an insult but i do think the emotive side of life is not one that's necessarily one that you're particularly plugged into and that's fine do you it know what it all is sorts to build a world right do you know what it is though I'm like a human jukebox. If I hear like the first couple, like the first mm-hmm. couple fucking milliseconds of a song, I can probably tell you who it is <laughs> and what song it is. Yeah. And if it's a, if it's a song that I've listened to recently, I could probably give you the album and maybe the year, maybe. Yeah. At a push. If it's Beach Boys, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. fucking it's done and dusted. Do you know Instant. what I mean? Yeah. It's like Wouldn't a. It be nice see, that's it, man. It's all the way through. But what I'm saying is, is how many jukeboxes can you go and talk to when you're having a sad one? See what I mean? Mm. So I mean, maybe at some point, one of my ancestors <laughs> just fucked a jukebox and a bit of that DNA is rubbed off throughout my family tree. <laughs> maybe. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Before we it's do this, what, what are you going to rate the movie? 
I think you should rate it 98%. I'm going to rate it a 97% higher than I should. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm going to give it a nine because it was fucking, it was great, man. It was great. What was the one point that was missing? I've seen the rest of his movies, so I know how good Uh, it gets. Okay, fine, 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 fine. (laughs) Uh, Rob, I can't go into this because some cunt still hasn't seen Banshees of (laughs) Anishirin. Even though we're doing an entire series because that fucking movie was coming out. Yeah. You chose this series because that film was coming out. Guess what comes to streaming before we get to it on the podcast? You're fucking hoping it does. (laughs) No, I know it does. I've checked. 15th of December. (laughs) Down to the date. When does the initial episode come out? Uh, Like the 17th? (laughs) No, it's a couple weeks after. Because we fortunately we got MonsterVerse. I tell you what, though, it's not a couple of weeks after. It's the it's the week after. <laughs> it's the eighteenth. Yeah, you I get, get to three watch days. <laughs> yeah, I'll watch it six times. You I tell you what, though, doing so, so doing socials, bone. doing socials posts about Martin McDonough not having seen Banshees. Every time I fucking read the comments, I'm like, yeah, oh, spin mate, the roulette wheel. I know. I fucking hate it, man, because it, <laughs> it makes me not want to do the, the fucking yeah. Insta stuff Engagement, because I know yeah. if someone's like, oh, wasn't it great in Inisherin when this happens? And I'll be like, Haha, lol, yeah. And then Rob <laughs> reads it and he's just sitting there like, no! <laughs> 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 oh yeah, but it's really good. <laughs> what are you going to rate it? Uh, this is a seven for me. No, this is a what? This is eight, eight and a half. I, I think it's. Where's it lose points? It's the unfocusedness is exactly is very intentional. Yeah. Uh, but it makes it harder for me to ingest because it's right. It's a big old pla- it's a big old wide pancake rather than a nice portable hamburger. You know. I don't I don't understand the analogy because I like both of those things. So yeah, I'm just yeah, going to yeah. say I agree. Yeah, this is like a table-sized pancake. Which yeah, but is lovely until ca- you've got to go somewhere. More pancake better. It's more lovely until you've got to go somewhere, did you just yeah. say? <laughs> <laughs> That's the fucking weirdest food analogy I've ever heard in my entire life. I like this food, but it I can't go anywhere with it. My social calendar is so full and I, I'm so empty. I just want more pancake, but I can't take it with me. That's fucking amazing, man. Honestly, thank you for that. That was Oh, that caught me so Are you ready for, are you ready for your psychopath test? Because I scored yeah. 97% higher than I should have done. Mm-hmm. Um, or than the average. So I know that was a different test. This one I got. So the one that I'm going to give you now, mm-hmm. it's a point system. I'll explain Fine. the point system. I score. Mm-hmm. I think I scored 16 on this one. 16 or 17. But it's okay. 10. There's 10 questions. Yeah. yeah. There Short are three answers. Short yeah. and snappy. We'll keep it. You know, sweet. Mm-hmm. Right. <clears throat> Rob's psychopath test. I'm doing it like this, just in case there's ever a moment in court when this needs to be played. Mm-hmm. Just yeah, you know, for safekeeping. I, Rob McFarlane, age thirty-four years old, born thirty-first mm-hmm. of the eighth, nineteen eighty-eight. Thank you. I'm undergoing this psychopathy test, mm-hmm. uh, which will definitely be admissible in court. Good. <laughs> when Saul Goodman fucking represents me. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to hold these here as well because this is my <laughs> tiny bag of oats. So you're going to be talking under oats right now. Hey, hey! physical pun. But it was a lie. On an audible for me medium. <laughs> on an audible medium, it was a visual pun. <laughs> there was also a lie because it's a Capri Sun. Okay. I lost the straw for it. I can't drink it. Psychopath was that an test! Audi- audible pun with a Capri Sun. Yeah. It's been there Capri for about six days. I literally I can't find the straw anywhere. It's it's really infuriating <laughs> me, but I can't remember myself to throw it away. As an ex cokehead, I can relate. Right. <laughs> <laughs> A thousand Ribena boxes with no straw. Yeah, so there we go. <laughs> so now we know the importance of what, of what I'm going through. Psychopath test. You ready? Mm-hmm. Most would describe me as charming and nonchalant. I can turn my charm on and off like a faucet. Yes, that's me. So your I'm answers are not me. This describes me somewhat, or this is definitely me. To a fucking T. So that's definitely, you can turn your charm on and off like a faucet. Yes. It's force it, but I noticed how I didn't say that because I'm a charming motherfucker. I know. You just let it slide. You didn't force it. Yeah. 
I do what I want <laughs> when I want. <laughs> oh, I'm so jealous of that joke. Come. Oh, I want to fucking murder you just for that. Psychopath. I do what I want when I want. The moment the impulse strikes me, regardless of what others want. Not me. This Not describes me. me somewhat. This is definitely me. Not me. I would Not eat you. my own head to avoid somebody being mildly inconvenienced. Really? Yeah. I'd be like, if I, if I want to go to cinema and someone's like, no, I don't want to go, I'd be like, peace. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know how the film is. I'll suggest going to the cinema and if the person isn't visibly enthusiastic enough, I'll drop it and pretend I never wanted to go. Yeah, fuck that noise, Rob. <laughs> if something goes wrong or turns out badly, it's not my fault. Not me. Describes me somewhat. Definitely me. Not me at all. Everything is too. always my fault. Okay. Spoken like a true child of divorce. <laughs> I've gotten into legal or criminal trouble as an adult, not just a speeding or a parking ticket. Yeah, that's me. That is definitely you. <laughs> Spider-Man and out of a fucking hotel window. <laughs> Choo-choo! <laughs> With the police. Prove it! Mm-hmm. <laughs> I told you I got them to pull over an M&S lorry, right? Yes. A, a, a local supermarket delivery driver was pulled over, forced so to phone a police, police station to double-check their badge numbers so that you would accept that the policemen in front of you were policemen. I've been going through a lot, mate. You had been, and buddy... We've all been there, all right? <laughs> We've all been there, and I'm proud of you for coming out the other end. Cheers, boss. Yeah, the M&S driver's fucking scarred for life, man. He is never <laughs> taking that route again. He's like, like, fuck am I driving past that hotel? Some little goth leprechaun on a broken window. <laughs> 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 right. I am easily the best at what I do, bar none. Nobody could ever take my place. Uh, not true. We are all replaceable. We are mere grains of sand. Okay. But I'm going to put this in a way that I related to, right? When you are mm. doing something and you are mm-hmm. just fucking nailing, and I mean like mm-hmm. nailing it, mm-hmm. and you're like, God, this is, it just comes so fucking easy sometimes. And it's mm-hmm. the last 20 fucking some odd years of work. Mm-hmm. All right. Nope. So that's not you then, no? <laughs> no. Yeah, me no. neither. I am fueled by insecurity and fear of criticism. Yeah, same. <laughs> and then I get to a point where I just egotistically wank myself off whilst playing the drums every now and then. He's like, God, this rhythm is so good. I'm a genius. I do whatever I feel like doing, and I don't care what others think, or even if it's illegal. Robert, uh, I'm going to need you to dig deep on me. this one, because we've somewhat had a conversation <laughs> of your story earlier in this episode. <laughs> when not only did you wake up with a gun and cocaine in front of you, but you'd also <laughs> illegally hair dyed someone's leather sofa. So I think I think we all know the answer to this one. Somewhat me. All right, somewhat you. Every person for themselves. I don't see the point in feeling sorry for other people and have no desire to help others. Absolutely not. Kindness is the can kindness and empathy is the only thing that makes life worth living. All right, me and you had a conversation about this recently mm-hmm. about my opinions on this. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I've gotten into legal or criminal trouble when I was a teenager, not just a speed nor parking ticket. Not true. You were in no trouble as a teenager. I got ne- nearly got expelled. My attendance was 66%, but it wasn't legal. Okay. It was academic. All right, so I'm going to put not me. I have right. no problem or concern in lying in order to get what I want. Ooh. Somewhat me. Somewhat you. Okay. Live in the moment is what I say. The future will take care of itself and learning from your past is pointless. Uh, That was me for the past 25 years and I'm very desperately trying to change that now because my Mm -hmm. moments ran out. Then I would technically put that as, yeah, I'm in the exact same boat there, buddy. (laughs) 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 I I put not me for this one because in the moment right now that you're taking this test, it's not you. Yeah. All right. Okay. So not you. Yeah. I don't live in the moment. Let me answer this question as I am right in this moment. <laughs> yeah, just live in the moment, Rob. Jeez. <laughs> I never feel remorse, shame, or guilt about something I've said or done. Uh, true, very much me. You never feel remorse, nope. never feel shame, and never nope. feel guilt about something you've said or done. Nope. My guy. I don't see the point in taking on responsibilities of any kind. They just weigh you down. The... That's me. Ah, uh, I'm gonna put the um, middle one for this one based yeah, on that answer the- alone. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's the last question. So we're gonna get results. Ooh. 
you scored nine out of twenty nine out of twenty four. Yeah, and fine. your result is no psychopathy. Yeah, mediocre. Mediocre, Michael. Yeah, yeah, I scored 16 on this one, which has got <laughs> psychopathy possible. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then I redid it with the quiz that I paid for, and it came back 97% above with a medical form attached to it. And I was like, this all seems yeah. fine. Well, None of it says definite. You know what I mean? Here's the litmus test. Next week, we are doing Godzilla, King of the Monsters, right? Sure. It's going to be fucking incredible. It's got King Ghidorah. It's got Mothra. Mm-hmm. It's got Rodan in it. It's got another monster. Begins with a G. Can't remember it. Anyway, um, <laughs> after that one, mm-hmm. we'll come back for three billboards. And in between, I will have done the same test you will have done. And if it also comes back high percentile, we know you're fine. We know it's just a it's a test that likes shitting people up. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. Tomorrow, me yep. and you are going to sit down. We're going to do that test, but I'm going to record it. And at some point, I'm just going to drop in, just into the Discord, mm-hmm. just a, a random audio recording of me <laughs> asking you questions, and then us laughing at the result. Because it's either going to be, you score fine, mm-hmm. and I am broken, mm-hmm. and I should probably have downloaded that form, but there is in no way I'm paying another dollar to be insulted by an anonymous <laughs> website. <laughs> Bold of you to assume I'm free tomorrow, you fucking psychopath, but yeah. Today's your Friday. What do you normally do on Saturdays? Uh, no, Saturday. I'm going to the pub tomorrow night because I can still do that. Yeah, I guess. Right. <laughs> well, on that note, uh, have a thanks lovely Thanks for weekend. joining. Thanks Rob's for not joining. a psychopath. Ben definitely fucking is. Nah. <laughs> Might be, according to okay. two websites. There's a 99... Don't 90 fucking s- over-exaggerate this, bud. Someone's... <laughs> Someone's very that was a rage bubble. That was, that, was, yeah. that was a rage Ooh. bubble. I'm very proud of my 97. Don't try and ever break mm-hmm. it See, this is my theory about, you know, guys that go into bars and like, sup, I'm hung mm-hmm. like a moose. And then if they do pull, and then they're not hung like a moose, it's a mm-hmm. disappointment. But if you go in and say, I'm hung like an acorn, but are really funny. And then when you do pull, if you're anything bigger than an acorn, it's a bonus. Mm-hmm. It's all about perspective. So don't <laughs> over-egg it at 99%. And then I turn out to not be a psycho because then that's going to be fucky, isn't it? Yeah, true. See what I mean? If you undersell it at 97%, <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. All we love each and every one of you. We really dearly. fucking do, man. Support recently has been ridiculous. Redonkulous. Ridiculous, honestly. Thank you for joining us for Seven Psychopaths as we debate psychopathy, writing, sure, and the, the nature of any creativity. I was just here for a good time, man, and I achieved my goals. <laughs> I had a great time. All right, Billy. <laughs> I had a great time. Yeah, uh, we we got everything we needed. I feel like this was this was fun. Now join Beautiful. the Discord, please. Link is in the <laughs> bio or episode description or whatever the fuck we're supposed to say. It's there. Go click it. And when it. you do get there, bonus click content. In it. You get your bonus shit, but also scroll up a little bit and tell us who's the cuter baby. Because me and Robert both put baby pictures in there. And it, I mean, so far it's been unanimous that I'm the cuter baby. But no, I want to know what you think. Hasn't. I mean, it kind of has. Oh, yeah. It kind of so, has. So Go look in the Discord will... to find out. Prove me wrong. Consume. We love you all very much. Okay, bye. No, Paul. That's okay, too.